Hey everyone, welcome to another CornerCast podcast here on Caster's Corner. I'm your host, Khalil. And this week we are working through our San Diego Comic-Con coverage, whatever that actually turns out to be. Um, and what better way to kind of, you know, take a break in the middle and talk about things or rather uh, talk about something that happened at Comic-Con on our show this week is Mike from Mike's Comic. Uh, sorry, it used to be Mike's Comics and stuff. Uh, Mike Toys, Mike's Toys and Stuff, and that's uh, Mike's Toys and Stuff dot com. So it's it, I'm so used to saying comics, but he has a open store. Uh, he opened the store this year on 540 Catella Avenue in Orange, California, and he is somebody that has helped us. I realized when we recorded this for over a decade. I think we started working with Mike back when Marvel Universe was during the Havoc Archangel Angel Wave. And I think those are the first figures that I got from him. And ever since then, he has been our go-to for so many things. And we've become friends over the years. And for the first time last year at San Diego Comic-Con after the toy panel, the Marvel Legends panel, we actually met in person. So it was nice to kind of have 10 or 15 minutes, you know, just to chit chat and see each other face to face in person. And, you know, we've been very supportive of him opening the store. We're really here, excited to hear about it. And so it was just logical to have him on the podcast. And he was a little nervous at first uh, about coming on. So I, I think one of the reasons between my schedule and his schedule and and all that um, that took so long, but he did another show um, that he talks about on his Instagram or Facebook page, and it kind of got him out of his shell a little bit. And we we were really happy. We had I had a great time just chatting. Uh, he has been going to San Diego Comic Con for I believe as long as I've been alive, so he's got some stories and and a different perspective, which I think is something that a lot of us miss, especially a lot of us that listen, I think that listen to this podcast. We're so focused on the toys and the news that comes out of it. There's so many other things at Comic-Con that we don't talk about. And um, Mike goes for the love of the game. I mean, it's not to cover something. It's not necessarily to... <clears throat> see a particular star or, or actor or even writer or artist goes because he genuinely loves it and, and centers family time around it. So um, I really enjoyed getting to know Mike a little bit, getting to know a little bit more about the store, about the journey from going from an online store to a brick and mortar store, some of the difficulties he's had during COVID-19 and the shutdown. So, He's got limited hours right now. He usually posts when he's open, usually Saturdays. Um, he said occasionally Sundays. Um, but he again, it's Mike's to Mike's Toys and Stuff um, on 540 West Catella Avenue, Orange, California. And if you're in the area, stop by. Tell him we sent you. If you're looking for stuff, we try to repost as much of his stuff on Instagram. So you can follow us on Instagram. We're at Caster's Corner. Um, also on Twitter and Facebook, at Caster's Corner. And you can follow Mike on Instagram, uh, Mike, to Mike's toys and stuff. And, you know, give him a like, give him a follow. And I, I think we talk about it a little bit at the end of the podcast. If you see something or you want something, uh, and you don't see it on the website or on an Instagram post, 
uh, talk to him. Send, drop him an email. He gives you his contact info at the end of the podcast. Um, you know, drop him a line. Hit him up on one of the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and just check in with him because sometimes he has stuff. He does shows, so he's got different inventories. Um, but I, I can't say enough about um, it is like, walking into child world in the eighties or Toys R Us in the eighties and seeing the wall of toys. His store is, um, just awe, just, you're just awestruck. And so hopefully someday I'll get to get to visit out there. So, uh, again, uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe, share out our podcast. Uh, remember to visit casterscorner.com for all your latest San Diego Comic-Con news. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at Casters Corner. And follow Mike at Mike's Toys and Stuff on Instagram. Um, and you can find him on Twitter and, and, and Facebook as well. Um, and Mike Mike's Toysandstuff.com for all your toy needs. Um, so without further ado, it is me, it is Mike, and it is talking everything toys, Comic-Con, collecting, and all that stuff. So enjoy, everybody. um so how i i we have been in some kind of partnership sponsorship for i want to say over a decade or of some kind like or i've been ordering from you for over a decade i realized the other day that's about right i think i kind of started the toys in about 2007 Mm -hmm. i was dabbling before then with some uh you know, back in the day in the 90s, you could find DVDs that were out of print. Mm-hmm. You could uh, buy those DVDs from your local store and you could sell them on eBay or Amazon and make a make a little bit of money. Um, but it wasn't until about, I think, 06 or 07 that I started thinking, you know what? I really enjoy toy, you know, comic books. I'm mm-hmm. a big comic book fan since I was a kid. So I've always wanted to, you know, own a comic book shop, do some sort of comic book related um, business. So I thought, you know what? I had a friend who had an account with uh, Entertainment Earth, and he told me, yeah, it's real easy, and anyone can do it. You just need to get your resale license. So I thought, well, what what the heck? So I kind of dipped my toes in the water, and it was 2006, 2007 mm-hmm. I got started. Yeah, I think that's probably around the time that I found you, because you were, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the message board. It wasn't Foosh, it was one that was trying to... It was to... a critical... Uh, yes. Critical mess, mess. I think. Right? That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like for all the people that didn't want to be on the Foosh, they went to Critical Mess um, because they were just looking for something because, you know, Facebook groups weren't a thing yet and no. Instagram, like none of this stuff was... None of these community things were... Or even podcasts were a thing back then or as big as they are now. So the idea of like having some place to find people, talk to people, trade with stuff, um, is where I think I found you. Um, but what? So, so how did you do it back then? Because I know like like now you have a physical store um, yes. that you sell out yeah. of. But how were Correct. you doing all of that back then, or how did it evolve for you? What? Oh, no, so you know, it's, it starts off small. You think, well, I'm just going to do. Uh, you know, one or two cases of Marvel Legends and just kind of, you know, have fun with it. And before you know it, you're, um, as my wife knows, we, we lived in a two-car garage with a little bit of storeroom. And before you knew it, uh, 
uh, one side of the two car garage was full of boxes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I ended up, you know, parking in the street, you know, we lived in a, in a condo and then, um, kind of outgrew that. And eventually I had access to a, a family business where we had some extra space storage space. Mm-hmm. So I started using um, some of that extra space. They weren't using it. So I said, you know what, uh, dad, you mind if I put over, uh, bring over some boxes here? And they said, oh yeah, sure. We're not, we're not using the space at all. And um, that's kind of how my inventory grew. And um, it kind of has outgrown that place. I I'm, I'm, don't have any stuff there now. It's like you said, it's big I'm in a big warehouse right now, about uh, almost 5,000 square feet, counting my uh, retail space mm-hmm. um, of, of storage. So it just it just slowly grows. You know, before you know it, you get two boxes, three boxes, four boxes, and half your garage is full. And <laughs> and, and, and you kind of get carried away when you're just ordering stuff. And how do you kind of – because I'm always interested because – I think all of us at some point that are into toys and comics have always thought, oh, it'd be really cool to buy or to own a comic book store. So mm-hmm. how do you, from a retail standpoint, like how did you learn or what were some of the growing pains of like figuring out like, cause like your price, I think, I think I'm all over the map on this one. Um, your prices are reasonable. Like we see a lot of resellers and a lot of like online stores where, if they're buying Marvel Legends, they're doing like the GameStop markup where it's twenty nine ninety nine or thirty nine ninety nine, and it, yeah. you know you're you you're competitive, and I think the customer service. And I, I know it sounds like a plug, it, but I mean, I've been a customer, you know, for for over ten years, and it, and it hasn't just been because you've been a sponsor for the website. You know, it it's been it's been the customer service. It's been the prices have been great. Um, and I've been referring people. So how, how for you was that learning curve of like figuring out, you know, order X number of cases and then you, how, and what to order? Um, because yeah. th- th- that stuff fluctuates too. Like one year Marvel Legends will be the hottest thing in the world. And then, like you said the other day, you got um, the Black Series Carbonized Stormtrooper and you had uh-huh. a line around the building. Like, so yeah. how are what's that been like for you to kind of see that growth or like figure that out? Yeah, it, it definitely has, has been a challenge. And I admit over the years, I've, I've gotten stuck with some, uh, some duds. I could, I could show you around the warehouse here and I have, Oh man, I, I well, I probably shouldn't name that. I don't want to offend any companies out there or anything like that. The, that I, I think they know the what the duds, duds are. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh my God, I still have these. And, and you just have to have, you have to know when to cut your losses and when to, uh, Mm-hmm. When to move on on certain items. Um, a lot of it is, is you know, I have an idea of, I have certain people who pre-order with me. Um, actually, a couple people still from the, the Critical Mess boards, you know, still uh, still know me. And so I, I kind of order what I expect to sell to them. And then um, usually kind of kind of double that, triple that. Like you said, Mar- Marvel Legends, though, Star Wars Black, it's kind of a, has been like an evergreen type of, um, type of series mm-hmm. um, where... Jeez, you know, obviously everything from the Marvel Legends, you know, Apocalypse Wave. Um, I don't have any ro- rogues left, but I do have some, <laughs> you know, some of the other figures left from that wave, and and you know, do really well. Mm-hmm. To be honest, you know, for Marvel, I, I I'm not going to say you can't go wrong because I got some. Uh, what was that? Luke Cage and Claire figures, and the um, the two pack, yeah, and and yeah, and, and Lewis uh, from from Ant from Ant Man. Uh, some you know, there's there's some duds you end up with, but uh, overall. And I think, you it's, know, my, my hits have been, have been better than the, the losses. Uh, 
I think a few of those too. I think some of the stuff comes down to like the retail trend has been like the market itself has been changing where um, they get billed as, I don't think people realized how wide Marvel or Hasbro was going with a lot of their stuff. Like Luke Cage and Claire was billed as um, a Walmart exclusive and Mm -hmm. like the Lewis was like a specialty shop exclusive, but then they ended up at target and they ended up at GameStop and they ended up and the turnaround for them lately has been like months. Like I want to say I walked into target today and the apocalypse wave, the newest or the age of apocalypse wave is, is, is now on clearance. (laughs) I just got mine like, like uh, just a few weeks ago. It seems like, yeah, I've noticed the same thing within, within, within a month. If it hasn't sold, it's it's on clearance, and I mean, I I think it's really hurting, um, you know, the smaller retailers. I, I've that's just my opinion. I mm-hmm. haven't heard anyone else express that, but you know, it's it's painful thinking, um, man. You know, I I just got this wave in, and you know, they can buy it for me at I think a reasonable price, or, geez, you know, Target's already selling them on clearance, so it's like uh, I'm not sure what their what their strategy is. Uh, I I just think that they. Like, for example, they got them, I want to say, a month and a half ago or two months ago almost. And instead of putting them out on the shelf, they were waiting for the new mod set, which Mm. is happening in August. So (laughs) they sat on them for two months. Well, now that mod set doesn't have those figures on them, it kind of got lost in the shuffle. And and they go away. We've seen that happen with a, a few of their exclusives that the the release date doesn't match up with their mod set. So... They they never make it out, and then by the time they make it out, people have gone on to the secondary market, or they've gone on to eBay, or they've gone overseas and gotten them, um, because they're just they there's no accountability, there's no way of knowing when things are gonna actually hit the shelves. Um, so it's just this weird kind of like wave that we never know when it's gonna crash, um, yeah. and finding stuff. Um, so. Black Series has been good for you. Star uh, Marvel Legends. What else are some of your you know major movers? Because you do a lot of pops too. Like yeah, well, I, pops. I was I was a late start to pops, but uh, before that, I mean, my my big entry was uh, Doctor Who, mm-hmm. and I do a, a convention every year called Gallifrey One up, up in L.A., and that's probably you know it's it is my biggest show of the year, and and. Um, Doctor Who product up until three, four years ago was was plentiful in terms of, you know, they had new action figures, uh, new houseware items and, mm-hmm. you know, new toys. Um, although recently all of that has dried up and um, in the U.S. at least um, that market has really stunk. But that was that was a big hit for me or that was a, a big uh, push for me. A mm-hmm. big plus for me was was the Doctor Who um, I was, it was kind of a little bit of a niche and back in, you know, 2011, 2012, when uh, the doctors were uh, David Tennant, uh, Matt Smith era, um, stuff would just fly off the shelf, um, especially at the conventions online. And it was, it was, it was a niche thing. Not everyone carried them. I don't think you would ever find Dr. Who stuff in a target or Walmart or anything mm-hmm. like that. So you pretty much had to go to specialty real, um, uh, retailers for that. And that was really a big uh, growth years for me when, when, when the Doctor Who uh, was at its peak um, about seven, eight years ago, maybe nine years ago now. And and I think it like peaked here too. Like it was a big thing. Like it was a big nerd thing. 
I mean, for lack of a better term. Um, And it's just kind of been like fatigue, I want to say, for a lot of people. I think Star, for at least me and my group of friends, Star Wars has felt like a little bit of a fatigue. Like at a certain point, how many Han Solos can you buy? Although (laughs) I want the new San Diego Comic-Con one. Um, So there you go. There's another one. There's another one. Yes. Whenever I see the new Marvel Legends waves, I'm thinking, oh, another Iron Man, another Captain America, you know? And I, I know there's some, some some rule or some retailer reason why every wave has to have a, a I see, but yeah, I mean, that's I cool. Just, you could, I just, you could, well, yeah. this this was a Target exclusive, like, so nobody, it's not like a, it was only for their store, but it's like, yeah, no, there's another Iron Man. This is like my, you know, 20th Iron Man. So um, picked him up today. Well, Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. I lost these. All right. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we're good. We're back. Okay. All um, right. Yeah, no, I picked up another, you know, it's my 20th Iron Man. So, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> no, and, and I think. I that, know, it's cool. But, you know, some of those Captain Americas, they had, you know. Uh, yeah. No, I no, I completely agree with you. I don't, I didn't, right. you know, retailer, like, I think one of the things that's nice about the stuff that we do or you know on caster's corner is that we're we're honest about the stuff where it's like you know in order to get i don't know um i'm trying to think in order to get the mary janes um and gwen stacy's you know we have to buy another daredevil through the right yeah like we we have to you know it's kind of one of those and like bill was interested in the strong guy just to build a figure but i don't think he wanted a lot of the other figures in the wave so he's like, it really sucks. You know, there's a certain point where that, like, there's a tipping point, I think, where it's mm-hmm. like, how do you outweigh, like, one thing for the other? Um, and I don't know. I think I think all the lines, all the waves kind of deal with that. I think Star Wars does for sure. I think, I think Doctor Who has hit that from time to time. Um, I think Marvel, Marvel is just on a roll. Like, there's just no stopping Marvel. Yeah, aren't they right now? I would agree with that. I mean, the, the announcements they've made in the last couple of weeks from the Sentinel to the Hellfire Club to... Yeah, um, I mean, you know, just... And, and I, I hate it that some of those things aren't available um, from a wholesale retailer point of view. Like, oh, I think that Hellfire Club would be so awesome. Or yeah. uh, the Thunderbird Thunderbird Storm, I think it's a Target or that's Walmart. That's a Target, yeah. That's a Target. Target exclusive. It's like, oh, man. And I, I think it sold, I I... Like, it sold in like 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it does that kind of stuff where, um, sorry, it uh, yeah, they just and they've been having a lot of problems with like online stores where they just can't sell stuff, um, because the 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 bots that people are using now mm. buy everything <laughs> up in under thirty seconds, and the same thing's happening with NECA where, oh yes, the, we the can't turtle, uh... we can't get turtles like yeah. The I want to say eight stores around me got the Casey Jones animated pack this week and what, you know, they have sold within a minute, you know, within opening the doors, they're gone and yeah. people scoop them all up. And then we looked on eBay and sure enough, there's like 20 on eBay from Connecticut within five miles of you. Right. Yeah, you look right. by search by location. And it's like, well, yeah, exactly. There they are. There they are. Yeah. They're all there. Yeah. That's a shame. I mean, I don't know what the, I mean, I, I know they need the exclusives to, to bump up their sales and well, I, I mean, Playmates, or do they, right? I mean, well, no, I think it's, it's their deal with um, Nickelodeon where they, 
they can't sell them in certain ways. Like they're only allowed okay. to sell them certain ways. So, um, so I think that's one of the issues with the turtles at least, but, um, but yeah, no, San Diego's rocking and rolling this week. They've had a lot of announcements. Oh, I, I know we just missed the, uh, the Funko, um, shop exclusives went on sale, uh, at five o'clock. And, uh, from what I'm reading there, I think they're, they pretty much sold out and everyone is uh, complaining and, saying they you know that the site crashed and uh, they always crash you know. they never like i i can't believe i honestly can't believe toy like walmart is a multi-million dollar like billion dollar company i mean it's huge mm-hmm. people casey jones and Raphael tupac crashed the site like <laughs> they couldn't they had to just they had a market unsold out and they couldn't sell anymore so like I don't I don't think there's ever going to be an answer because there's such a frenzy for these things, um, and thankfully there's a frenzy because you're in business doing right. you know selling these things. But there's such a frenzy for these things now. I don't I don't get it um, personally. Like I don't understand. Like it's, it's it's all about the money at this point, right? I mean, you think it's it's mostly scalpers. I, I mean, I'm using the term, you know. No, it's true. Uh, you know, buying it to resell. I mean, everything from uh, what Mezco had there. Uh, you know, yeah. those sell out right away, and and you you go to eBay right now, and I don't know. Yeah. No. I. Well. I mean. But see, that's see that's and that's part of the problem, right? Because it you, I've come across that a few times recently. Like you never know. So like Bill. Bill and one of our other friends, Junior, went up and they found the Walmart exclusive Casey Jones. And mm-hmm. they had, I think, five of them at the store, right? And so Bill, between Bill and Junior, they bought all five, right? Right. And so optically, like from what it looks like from the outside, <laughs> they're yeah. walking out with like five or six under their right, arms, right. right? Yeah, I, I walk by them and I'm thinking, damn them, they're gonna be that's gonna be on eBay, and uh, right. You know. But but in reality, Bill came, dropped off a set to me, and I paid whatever he paid, and I threw him, yeah. you know, I usually throw him extra, you know, here or there, or with me and Bill, it's even because we drive for each other all the time. But for everybody else, we kick everybody else gas money. Like I sent a set out to a friend of mine. Um, he knows who he is. I shouldn't name who it is. Um, but I sent a set out to him. Um, junior sent, gave it to somebody else. Like we, you know, we walked out with five, but they all went to people at cost at, and I don't mind that it's, it's the resale part or the, and I get, I mean, I guess I guess I get that too. It's just when, when things are so limited or so controlled, it just, I don't know, from a collector standpoint, yeah. it really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the question is why is, why is the supply, I guess, you know, if it didn't do that, then they wouldn't sell them. It's kind of a catch 22, right? If, if they made five times as many, right. then they would be sitting on the shelves. And then next they, time, you know, they won't make them anymore. They, They're like, they oh, won't these make didn't them, sell. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, they're in a tough spot. I understand. So, so speaking of like, we brought up San Diego. So I know that you are a longtime Comic-Con attendee. Um, yes. How long have you been going to Comic-Con? Well, let's see. My my first uh, convention was 1979. It's the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> and I have I have not missed a single one. Oh, my God. Um, and I guess this this year, you know, I, I'm going to say, no, I didn't miss it. It's just not happening. Right. Uh, here we are. This would be preview night. So right. I would be... Right. 
I'd be on the road right now driving to my uh, good friend's house um, down in San Diego where, where we crash mm-hmm. um, for the long weekend. And um, yes, so every year since 1979, and they've, they're my friends. Uh, they've missed one convention. They had to actually go to a wedding. Do you believe that? Someone had a wedding during Comic-Con when they were kids, and they had to miss one show. I don't and, have friends. Uh, I, I don't have any friends that I like more than going to Comic-Con. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> um, so. So, um, so yeah, so I started going, um, since then and, you know, ba- you know, everyone says back in the day, you would, uh, you'd go to the door, you you pay your money, they would hand you a badge. You just would write your name on the badge and you just, you know, st- stick it on you. You don't, you, none of this advanced sales, none of this, uh, um, you know, re- you know, mm-hmm. screen of, of whirling screen, trying to hope you get tickets or not. You could just walk right up, buy your ticket okay. the day of the show. And, uh, now, was, and it was it good and, what was that? I was like, where was it? Was it back then? Or where do you oh, um it was it was the San Diego, it was a little convention center. Um, I, I think it's still there. I mean it, it was called the San Diego Convention Center, I believe, but it wasn't it's not the convention center. Mm-hmm. Um a couple years, I think it was a year after that, they moved back to the El Cortez Hotel, mm-hmm. I think for a year. And then ever since then it, it was at the at the big uh, one. Uh, yeah, I think I think it went in, it was called the convention center. Mm-hmm. But you know, not the convention center that we all know, the huge monster that it is now. No, and it was great. We 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 would make a week weekend of it. Um, we'd go to SeaWorld one day. So obviously, I'm I'm a I'm a kid. If that's I'm not yeah. that old. I was would be about ten year old, and um, we'd go down with. There'd be about three families would go down there. Um, we'd stay a night. We'd do one night. We would do one day. We would do San Diego Comic Con, and the next day we'd go to SeaWorld or the Wild Animal Park uh, with. Um, uh, my friends, we all have, you know, younger, younger sisters. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of would be like a family trip. We would do that for two or three years, you know, um, or my mom would drive us all down there and we'd, we'd go down for a day and come right back. And um, what was it? Um, wh- what was it? I mean, I, I assume you had access to people back then, too. Like, did you have any run-ins or did you? Yeah, it- I mean, I, I wish I, I could say I did back back in the day, though. I mean. If I knew then what I knew now, I mean, um, you know, those missed opportunities, something I'd always regret. But basically for me, it was just it's just a big store. Um, now, now we have, you know, dollar boxes. Back then there'd be, you know, quarter boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would come back with, uh, you know, you save up all my allowance, all my birthday money, Christmas money. And I would just come back with this huge, huge stacks of, uh, you know, comic books, you know, probably wouldn't spend more than a dollar for them. Mm-hmm. Um you know, George Perez, Avengers, all that type of stuff. And, and just back when you're a kid, teenager, I wasn't even interested in the, I hate to say this now. I wasn't even no. interested in the panels. Yeah. Oh, no. I, just, I can say like there, there, it's very rare that I, that I would go to panels. Like I'll do the toy panels um, because that's where the reveals are. But a lot of the other panels, it's just, at least for me going now, it's like the lines to get in, um, and there's so much going on that it's so hard to get into panels in general. Like it just doesn't yeah. happen. Um, yeah. But is it, but did you, so did you bump, like, was there a um, an idea of meeting people back then? Like, did you, you know, did you walk not, by tables? Not until, yeah, you know, like I said, missed opportunities. It was, wasn't until later where I started to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and I, I'm also one of those people that I'm not that big into autographs. Yeah, no, I've um, never been too. Having people autograph my my books or anything like that. 
Um, but you know, I did get a chance to meet, meet uh, Will Eisner oh, at awesome. one of those shows. This was, this was much, much later mm-hmm. um, when I was, you know, a little more mature, a little bit more, you know, um, and I was able to meet him. He's, he's always been, you know, my favorite artist and I was able to meet him and get him to sign something. Uh, but, you know, you, you would see Jack Kirby, Stanley, uh, you know, I, I think Gil Kane, I remember mm-hmm. seeing him and just pretty casual and laid back. I mean, the, in the later years you'd go and, you know, as you'd probably, you know, Stan Lee would have a army of guards of, you know, yeah. keeping people away from him. But, you know, back, back in the eighties and stuff like that, it was common to see, you know, a famous artists walking around. And, um, well, just, I always wondered know. about that because, you know, I grew up when I grew up, when I was old enough to remember watching TV, I knew who Stan Lee was because he was in all the cartoons. Like if you if you watched Spider Man as Amazing Friends or you watched The Incredible Hulk or you watched the Spider Man cartoon, he w- he was the opening voice. So you know you knew who Stan Lee was um, because of that. But you know was there an idea? I mean you're not that much older, but you know was that was that something that you would would commonly know? You know who Stan Lee is, who Ditko was, who you know all these writers and artists and things yeah probably probably not i mean i mean only only because i was into it but mm-hmm. i think the common public really wasn't aware yeah. until you know the 2000s i would think who, who these people were and yeah you know what they did so so what's your what's your best comic-con memory like what's like what's stands out for you as as a moment or it doesn't have to be one you know, any moments that really stand out to you that you look back on and, and say it wasn't a missed opportunity. It was, it was, you know, it was kind of perfect. Like it just kind of happened. Oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, the, the big part has always been, um, I mentioned the, um, uh, these friends who I go with, I mean, I mean, spending time with them, hanging out with them, um, you know, just, just, just the socializing with with friends down there has been, always been a big part. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember some, you know, one of the earliest panels I, I distinctly remember is with, oh man, I hope I have his name right, but he was an early Green Lantern writer. I think his name was John Broom. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say his his name was, and, and he did a panel. You know, as as always, if if you've been down there, you know, Mark Evanier is the um, is, he hosts a lot of the panels, or he's the MC for a lot of the panels. And he did a panel with with John Broom. I think you could probably still read about it, but just even then looking around the room, um, there were so many legendary people in that room. Um, off the top of my head, I'm, I'm, I'm don't remember exactly who it was, but I just remember just being in awe that um, here I am in this room and, and uh, so yeah. many other legendary people, what I consider legendary people are in the same room, listening to this, this gentleman speak um, was, was, was just amazing. Um, the, the star power <laughs> in, in my opinion. So if anyone has time, look, look that one up. I am sure Mark has written about it the numerous times and mm-hmm. discussed it, the people who are in that room and who are asking questions. And um, I, I've had plenty of those where I'll go for like a toy panel or I'll go to sit down. So I'll just be like, Oh, is there a wait for this room? And I'll go sit down. And I remember I'll never forget. There was, there was one where I walked in and it was it was some toy panel coming up afterwards, and I'm sitting in the back, and did, it wasn't cell phone. I think I had my computer out, actually. I was typing something up. I wasn't really paying attention. And at some point, my focus shifted to the front because I heard something. And I looked up front, and it's 
you know, Chris Claremont, Len Wein, like it's, you know, the guys behind, you know, X-Men and the Teen Titans. And then I look over it and who's either moderating or first chair on the, on the panel is Jim Lee. Yeah, <laughs> and there was, and I mean, these were. This was one of the big San Diego, one of the bigger San Diego rooms. It wasn't Hall H, right. but it was one of the bigger rooms with like an, a center aisle and and you know you know twelve chairs across for mm-hmm. anybody that's been there. And I'm sitting in the back, and the room's not even quarter full, and they're going on and they're telling stories, and I'm watching and I'm watching. At the end of the thing, I just walked up to the thing and I said hi to all of them, and I shook hands with Jim Lee, and I said thank you so much, and like it. You still, I think those moments are still possible. I mean, yeah. the comic panels still pack up, but last year um, I was uh, standing outside, standing in line to get in one day. It was really busy. And because I stand outside so much, I know like where the, where the pro line is, where this line, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've been there enough to know that stuff. So I'm standing there, I'm standing in line and I look over and again, there's Jim Lee. <laughs> Just standing on the curb, just trying to figure out like what door to go in. And I was like, can I get a quick picture? He's like, sure. And then I'm like, and there's the pro door. And he walked right in. And it was like, it was just one of those moments where you never know who you're going to see or bump into or what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I remember now having lunch one time and behind us uh, with the friends, we were sitting there and like Dave Stevens was sitting at the table, you know, right behind us and, uh, and, you know, Rocketeer, that guy. It was, mm. it was just that we were just kind of in awe. Like, oh, there he is right there, you know. And uh, Yeah. No, I, it's, it's, you never, you just never know. Like, I, yeah. I remember the, <laughs> this one was a little embarrassing for me. We, I, I, I met John Jones, uh, um, Jeff Johns, John Jones, yeah. Jeff Johns. And we were talking about Green Lantern because the Green Lantern movie hadn't come out yet. So we were talking about Green Lantern and we were talking about the, his new work on JLA. And my friend came up and he started talking to him and he was like, so Jeff, on this page, you drew her, you had her drawn. And he just, <laughs> the entire walk to the convention center, he couldn't get rid of him. He just like, it was just, we're walking and I'm trying to talk to him. And my friend's going, here, hold on a second. Let me pull up this picture. So Wonder Woman here um, is like this, but your DC direct figure is missing the deco here, 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 and here. Is there anything we could, and I'm like... Oh my oh god! Oh my god! This is like the guy. Yeah. Like he had just done the Flash. He was just starting to write Green Lantern. He was just starting. On, like he wasn't the Jeff Johns we know today. You know, you know, yeah. helping with TV and helping with movies and stuff, um, and helping run DC. But it was just kind of one of those, I, the spectacle of it. Like it has grown into this thing um, that I don't even know how to describe for anybody that hasn't been there. Because there's a carnival, there's the park, there's all the hotels that have stuff going on in them. There's the experiences that you can go through. There's the convention center. Um, there's the gaming center. Like, there's just so much to see. Um, what are some of your favorites now when you think about Comic-Con? Yeah, well, well now, I mean, it's, it's interesting now because, as I mentioned, I used to go when I was a kid. And now I have two two young boys of my own where they're... Not so young now. One's 16, the other's 14. So mm-hmm. it's been um, some of my memories now or, you know, more, more recent memories are, you know, going down with them and having them experience it and um, just sharing it all with them, um, having trying to get them. 
they're unfortunately they're like me they they do not like taking pictures um with all the cosplay people and all that but sometimes i can i can coerce them or talk them into uh you know take taking pictures with darth vader or Mm -hmm. you know spongebob or something like that kind of kind of get them interested in it you can tell them it's Uh, for the store right like you'd be like we need need the pictures for the shop yeah i should should try that well i always tell them hey you guys need to you know cosplay one year and dress up and everything and but they're like me. They're like, no, no, I don't do that. Oh, you know, speaking of it, that's one thing is let people know that not everyone who goes there cosplays. Yeah. Um, when you tell people who, who, you know, I tell friends and stuff like that, I'm oh, or relatives, they all assume that I'm going down there and I'm dressing up. And uh, yep. I mean, as you know, it's it's actually a small percentage of people uh, who actually do dress up. Uh, well, but it's just yeah. it's odd how everyone assumes that, oh, you know, what do you dress up as? I'm like, no. That's just what you because when you look at the newspaper or the, or the news, right. you know, they, 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 you know they're just showing the people who dress up. So I just have to mention that that no, I've I've never cosplayed. You know, <laughs> I I I would say that I think I get that every year. Even people that know that I go, they're like, "Are you going to dress up this year?" And I'm like, "Guys, like, you know, because I do interviews with like you know the Hasbro Marvel team, or I'll you know yeah. you know whatever, or sometimes I get lucky and I'll do you know a movie or a TV show. I get to meet the actors and stuff. That's always fun. Um, and I can't imagine walking into one of those rooms in like a full costume <laughs> and like them taking me seriously as a, a journalist. Um, but yeah, I part of me though I'm gonna admit part of me does one year want to do one of those days dressed up just so I could walk through um and 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 not not know who I am like the idea of people not knowing who I am not that I'm anybody that people would point out or stop or anything mm-hmm. but um just the idea like it wouldn't be something that you could see my face if I ever did it it would definitely be a full mask yeah, because the, then it's like, and I wouldn't mind stopping for pictures here and there. It would be fun, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't. And it's just so hot and hum. For me, it's it's really hot, and it's like I couldn't imagine wearing that costume throughout the convention center um, yeah. with wall to wall people. A full day of that, that would be a, would be a killer, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, what's it been like for you? You know, transitioning from an online store working, you know, out of shared spaces, mm-hmm. um, to your own store and, and how, yeah, well, my own, yeah, my own, my own store is pretty new. Actually, I just opened it up in December and, and, and my advice for anyone is, you know, don't open up a store during a pandemic or before a pandemic starts. <laughs> Cause it turns out that I can really, really affect your business. Yeah. Surprisingly. Right. But uh, no, so that, that's, that's my advice. Um, it's been, you know, it's been, it's been pretty well. It's still a part-time store for me. So I still have my, uh, my day job, I guess I'll call it. Mm-hmm. I'm still working at, at that family business I mentioned and um, still going there, you know, five days a week and doing that and just kind of opening my stores up um, just usually, you know, Saturdays and occasional, you know, Sundays, but mostly Saturdays has been my focus. So, um, you know, trying to build a base and, uh, of, you know, I've, uh, customers are coming, you know, regular customers now and stuff like that. And people who are here every, you know, week or two. And um, it, it kind of feels good to be growing. And like I said, though, you know, when the, when we had a, sh- when I had a shutdown in March, because uh, we had the stay at home order, mm-hmm. just kind of took, took kind of the, my wind, wind out of my sails for a little while there until we could open up again. And, uh, you know, not, not, not good from that point of view, but it, it's, um it's good. It's, it's real enjoyable. Um, I kind of grind away at work uh, 
five days a week. And then, you know, my, my happy day is mm-hmm. Saturdays when I'm here uh, at the store. Um, just, you know, customers walking in, helping them out, selling them stuff, just basically chatting um, with them. You know, people have the same common interests. Um, it just, just feels really good. So now most of the stuff is modern stuff. Yeah. Um, like all the stuff, you know, that's out now or coming out or on the way out. Um, are, have you ever thought of expanding into, to doing vintage or, or looking at kind of, um, having different things in the store, you know, comics or vintage or. Yeah. Well, 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 vintage, you know, people are starting to ask, they come in and the, you know, do you buy stuff? Uh, do I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to, to dip my feet into that, to kind of check out the vintage market and see mm-hmm. what I can do. It just, I, I, I know my problem is I'm kind of a nice guy. So I always feel like I'm going to be paying too much for, for this item. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm sure people have rules. I pay, you know, quarter of what it's going to be or, you know, half what eBay sells are. But I know I, t- I tend to be a generous person and I can't do that in this case. You kind of, you know, it's like, but at the same time, I don't want to be considered, you know, a douche or a dick, you know, say, yeah. oh, you know, I, well, what everyone talks about, you know, GameStop when they buy your games back, right? They oh, God, yeah. give you a dollar and then, you know, they sell it for 20. It's like, okay, I don't, I don't want to be that, that model, but. Um, I have to learn what the sweet spot. I have some education to do myself, find what the sweet spot is so that, you know, everyone's happy mm-hmm. um, with, with the deals, but people have started to come in and ask, Hey, do you, do you buy stuff? Do you, uh, do you at least trade? So, you know, trading for stuff, I'm a little op- more open with, mm-hmm. um, I've worked out some trades for some, uh, it's basically new stuff for new stuff at the moment, but um, definitely tempted to do that. And well, one area I'd like to expand into are, you know, games. I don't have that much space, but I'm, I'm, kind of want to do some games I'm, besides comics like most people might you know dungeons and dragons was my other big uh mm-hmm. thing growing up and just uh you know board games in general maybe expanding into into that line um and in terms of in terms of comics i you know i i know there's a lot of really good comic book stores around here and i know what sort of killer uh i know business model you have to have you know dealing with diamond and, yeah. and all of that I mean, I would have to go full time for me to be a, uh, you know, legitimate comic book store. But I've been doing pretty well, just focusing on on the toys, on the new stuff, Mezco, yeah, Hasbro, um, DC Direct items. Well, it's been it's been interesting because it's like, like there is no shor- shortage of stuff right now, right? Like it's not like yeah. you're going through a drought. Like everybody's been posting today that you know everybody's putting stuff out, and you know some of the stuff stuff that you you don't carry like i don't th- are you doing fortnite yet or are you are you even in that no. okay no. so like fortnite has has a big release this month of like all these new figures for it and it's like uh, it was just great walking into target today and seeing all that stuff <laughs> um but it's you know i think i think one of the things is and 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 that is one of the things that that i have had some issues with um, recently as far as looking at like reselling some stuff or selling some stuff, because I have a lot of comics going, going all the way back. Like I, I, I just have a ton of them. And so I thought to myself, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do with these anymore and I don't know what to mm-hmm. do with them. And, and I went to a few stores and really, honestly, there was only one store that was like, Hey, we'll give you a fair price. Every other store I went to was like, yeah, we'll give you like a quarter a book or we'll give you like, 
you know, 20 bucks a long box or $15 a yeah, long yeah. box. And right, I'm like, right. look, I know you're going to resell it. I know the idea that like probably most of the stuff is going to be stuff that you're not going to make any money off of. I, I completely, yeah. I understand that from that perspective. But on the other hand, there's a part of me that goes, you know, I just, cause there was one shop that I went to um, and I'm like, I just paid for my stuff. I bought a book. It was like four ninety nine for the book, right? Mm-hmm. You know, gave him my money, put it in my bag. I was about to walk out. I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm thinking about getting rid of some of my books. And he was like, oh, yeah. And he was like, yeah, just make a list. And I'm like, no. I'm like, I've got like, I don't know. I, I've, I've got a few thousand books. Like, I can't just mm-hmm. make a list. Like, just write right. it out. <laughs> I'm like, I got to go through and like, you know, organize and make a list. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, just make a general list. We'll bring him in. We'll give you something for him. He's like, probably, you know, I don't know, you know, like 20 bucks, 25 bucks a long box. And I'm like, I just paid you $5 for this book, which means (laughs) the minute I walk outside this door, if I try to sell it back to you, you're going to give me a quarter for it. Yeah. There seems something wrong with that. So I understand like the, the, needing to do research to get into the vintage toys. Um, but at least here in Connecticut, the idea of a toy store or a toy store that knows the product, like, you know, the product, I think that's one of the the benefits of, of one of the things I always say is like, you know, your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the toy shops that do toys here don't. So you can go in and ask for Marvel legends and they're like, Oh, there's something over there on the wall. Um, or oh, you can ask him for like a DC toy and they're like, we got like a Batman back there. And I'm like, you're a toy store. How do you not know this stuff? Um, so it's like that, you know, it's like that two, it's that balance of like yeah. good customer service and knowing the product. Um, yeah. That's, like, like you said, you know, Fortnite, I, I, my son, uh, my son plays it religiously, but mm-hmm. I don't have that connection you know, with that. So yeah. when you, when I get the release, I'm just, ah, I'm not interested. So, I mean, it's probably egotistical, but basically I, I try to order stuff that I know I like yeah. and that I enjoy. I mean, I have a big wall of, you know, the Godzilla, you know, stuff. That's what I grew up with. I love Godzilla. Yep. Um, I, I've sold a couple of things. I, I can't say it's totally dead, but mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I get, yeah, I, I love the Godzilla. I'm going to have big wall of Godzilla stuff Yeah. and see how that goes. But, um, you know, things like Fortnite, and um, I'm trying to learn some other things. People asking me about some of the uh, anime, manga, mm-hmm. you know, My Hero uh, Academia, Academia. Yeah. you know, yeah. people asking me for that. And, and I, I admit I have no idea what it's about, but right. I'm trying to learn and trying to order some of that stuff in here. Well, I, of, I noticed that you started you know. bringing in some of the import toys, too. You've been doing like SH Figure Arts. Yeah, exactly. You got Hulk, no, you got Captain exactly America. What you're, yeah. That, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So obviously the HHSH figure arts, you know, Captain America. Okay, I know who that is, Iron Man. Thanos. Yeah. You know, I'm getting those, the Hulk, you know, those are no-brainers. But I'm starting to dabble a little bit into these other lines that people are, you know, recommending or, you know, hey, you know, if you bought, if you got these in here, I'd get that. Um, uh, what's the one? He, he keeps telling me about, I want to say it's Demon Slayer or something else, some mm-hmm. other manga one he needs or Hunt, Hunter x Hunter or something. And yeah. Yeah, all these things. I have no idea what you're talking about, sir. But I will. <laughs> I will look into it and see. Uh, you know, if that's something I I can get. Um, definitely. Uh, what have been some of the? 
I guess, you know, we talked a little bit about setting it up and, and the differences for you in, in having that customer relationship now that <clears throat> I, I you've had your regulars, but they, I, I assume not a lot of them were face to face or some were face to face, but not mm-hmm. all of them because it was the online store. How's it been for you to kind of have that, um, build that customer base and get to know the people you know, a little bit more in person. Oh, no, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's been great. There, you know, plenty of regulars are coming in now, you know, we chat a little bit, what you've been up to, um, what's new. I, I know what these customer, you know, this guy, you know, he wants, he wants this, um, he's, he's into Marvel legends. He wants to know whenever I get something in, um, and, you know, to get to know the people, you know, personally, um, people are, you know, they're showing me pictures of their collections and, you know, mm-hmm. everything they have. Um, a lot of this, you know, my, uh, one guy, you know, he opens everything up. He has displays, you know, big man cave room. And, you know, it's wow. It's it's really impressive. Um, and, you know, and they, they share their pictures of, of what they have and and their displays and everything. I mean, I think they feel good. They probably get a kick out of it as well to share that with with people who have, you know, common uh, interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's nice to have a shop to go yeah. to um, and get to know the people. Um, so what do you take home? You, you know, own a toy store. What do you take home, or what don't you? Know, you know, that's that's the thing. Is actually, I I am a I am a comic book fan, comic book collector. I have uh, probably like you, you know, th- thousands of comic books. Um, more, you know, Marvel fan growing up. Um, you know, runs of you know Avengers, Daredevil, um, a lot of those. Um, but when it comes to the toys, I think it, it's the rule with the what do they say? You know, the 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 drug dealer don't don't deal in your own. Uh, you know, where's don't that. yeah, yeah, you're you're doomed to that one. So actually I, I don't have a large toy collection at all really. Um I don't have it, it really any toys. You know, the toys I buy it's basically for sale. Mm. But if you see me buying a comic book, um that's that's for me. Um so, to keep so if you don't take home the toys, who's your character? Mm-hmm. Like who's your favorite character that in comics? Then that if you were to get a statue or you were to get a toy or. You, oh, yeah. Well, who oh, is I do it? have some. Yeah. Okay. Well, and the, the few I mentioned that Will Eisner. So, you know, the spirit, mm-hmm. um, of course, um, I'm a big Carl Barks fan. Um, Uncle Scrooge. OK. You know, the Disney Carl Barks. Yeah. Um, so I do have, you know, occasionally, you know, I, I do have I mean, I have Uncle Scrooge pop. I, I have snuck some toys, uh, toys in there. Um, and then when it comes to actual superheroes, um, the Marvel character, you know, the Vision, yep, um, who I think everyone knows now, but um, he's he's always been my favorite uh, character. And one of the first comics I have is a, oh my god, I think it's Avengers number. I'm going to say it's 158, where the Vision and Wonder Man are fighting on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the first comic book I ever bought, and um, for some reason that that's been my character, my. Uh, my my go to um, superhero, um, I think I may have one or two statues of him and a couple spirit statues I do have personally, um, picked up over the years. So um, so what is that? So what kind of willpower does that take to not take home the stuff? Because like I do these for review, um, uh-huh. and the hardest part is like I'm amassing a, a very large amount of toys at this point. Because sure. I, I do them for reviews, I do them from Instagram, I do them for promotion stuff like this. But like, I, you know, today, like the Target run was this entire box here. It's 
It's got a couple of like Target exclusive like Batman stuff. I've right. got Iron Man. I've got some Fortnite stuff. But like I've got these boxes everywhere. They're kind of taking over a little bit. So how do you how are you surrounded by all these things and, and not <laughs> not take them home? Like what is uh, well, you know, what willpower, I mean, I guess at this point I, I kind of look at the this is a potential sale I could make. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I I am allowed uh, I don't think my wife's going to hear this podcast, but I, I am allowed I'm allowed one room at home. Uh-huh. Uh, even that my kids are now eyeing to be a computer room. But um, and so the the one room is to be honest really full already with with comic books and stuff I already have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's hard for me to uh, fit anything else into that room without, uh, um, you know, at this Spilling point, the room out. is kind of like, I, I open the door, I throw stuff in there, and then I slam the door before stuff, you know, gets out and everything like that. Well, um, on my to-do list of projects is to, you know, get this room cleaned up and a little bit organized. And um, mm-hmm. uh, But, you know, I'm at that point now where I sp- spend all my time here at the toy store. Um, a lot of that stuff has been has been set aside, so I'm I'm hoping to win the lottery soon so I can, uh, you know, quit, yeah. quit, quit my day job and then uh, do that full time, you know, get all organized and, and keep this toy store going. So, so what's, um, what's been your favorite stuff to carry or kind of, so if you're not taking them home, um, mm-hmm. but you're clearly know your stuff, you know, your toys, you're, you're into this stuff. Um, <clears throat> what's, what's been the, 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 not so much the best sellers, but in your eyes, aesthetically, um, quality stuff like that that comes through um what's been your favorite stuff to carry or see come through the store i think it's the uh you know the mezco 112 line has impressed me the most Mm -hmm. um, with the quality and also well let's be honest from a from a retailer point of view most of the line has you know sold pretty well and and um just just you get the quality you get all those extra accessories Mm -hmm. Um, people's eyes really light up when when they look at them and um you know, interested in buying them. Um, I really enjoyed that, that line a lot. Um, and I can tell, you know, people get excited over that one um, as well. And then mm-hmm. the second, of course, you know, the Marvel legends, um, being a Marvel fan, kid, um, growing up, that's, that's also been a, been a fun line to collect. And especially when they release, and eh, you know, the movies figures coming out, like, eh, you know, whatever, but when they release some classic, you know, characters, it's like, oh, mash, you know, even like the fentanyl coming out. You got to love that. Yeah. Are you getting one? I know you don't buy yeah, toys. But I admit, you... Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, well, I noticed, you know, some stores are, are buying them just to sell. So I, I have to look at that and just consider it, you know, just another purchase for me just to sell in the store. I, I would probably make a, you know, one or two of them just to have in the store, I think would make business sense. Yeah. I mean, I'll admit I, I would like to, I have to wait a couple weeks to order mine. Thankfully, you know, it's not till the end of August, but I mean, I'm ordering three. Okay. Um, I think. Are you going to open one, keep one in the box? That well, type of deal? Or? No, it's going to be. So my thought was I, I, I like to army build. I've got 10 mm-hmm. aim soldiers in the other room. Um, like from Hasbro pulse. They did the exclusive, just the single box. I yeah. bought, I bought 10 of them. Um, just because I'm ridiculous. Uh, so, yes, I want a Sentinel Army, but I always thought, you know, if it came down to it, I would have one original, right? I could have one as Master Mold. Um, yes, okay, and then if if I ever got that hard up for cash, I could sell one and not lose anything, 
right? Because I, mm-hmm. I would have everything. I plan on opening all of them. I don't, okay. it's very rare that I keep anything packaged. Like I bought all this stuff today and it's already out of the box. The boxes are already in the recycle bin. They're, they're gone. Like they're, as soon as I get <laughs> stuff, they're, they're open. I can't, can't take that um, idea of keeping them closed. The only stuff I keep in the package are the Mezcos because I don't have the space to display them right now. Okay. So I'll take them out. I'll do the photos. I'll do pictures. And then I'll throw them back in the box so that I don't lose the parts. Because I found when I started doing import toys, I don't know, like six or seven years ago, um, I would just throw out the box. But then I had all these extra hands. I had all these extra things. And <laughs> it's not so much getting lost, but getting damaged. I think that was the, you know, that was the part where I was like, okay, if I'm going to spend $100 on a figure... I've got to make sure there's no paint rubs. I've got to make sure that there's nothing, you know, wrong with it in the long term to take care of it. Right. Um, so tell us a little bit. Um, one more. We're coming up on an hour. Um, if if stuff isn't, and, and I found this, um, if stuff isn't in the store, and you talked a little bit about this, can people reach out um, and say, hey, I'm looking for this? Um, oh, is yeah, something- definitely. Def- yeah, definitely shoot shoot me an email. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mike at Mike's Toys and Stuff dot com, or I think I'm also Mike at Mike's Comics and Stuff dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of have two two things. For, for for a while there, I was debating about doing the whole comic book thing, but mm-hmm. it's like no. Nah. So I kind of officially now Mike's Toys and Stuff okay dot com. Um, but they can reach yeah reach out to me and and you know let me know what what they're looking for and. Um, you know, I try to get as much as I can up on the site, but uh, invariably, you know, some some stuff isn't on there. Or I'm just um, after you know, I, I could probably talk a, like a lot of business. My whole inventory, you know, system could be a little bit better. My yeah. whole uh, inventory control um, system is basically just me and and my my mind here, my memory, and uh, try, trying to get better with organiza- organizational stuff and all that. Now that I have the business. Well, I check the site at least once a day just to see if you got anything new in, and and you update the site fairly regularly. So, yeah, I mean, it's still, you know, I mean, right now I'm thinking there's, you know, two or three things I I just got in today that I need to update, and um, just trying to fit time. And you know, it's important also for me to you know, spend time with my family, and yeah. especially during the school, you know, now that well they got the whole virtual school going, but yeah. once when school's going on, you know, basically you come home from your job, you have your dinner, you have to help them with homework for an hour or two, and you know, and then of course, you know, I start packaging up my my orders for the day. You mm-hmm. know, about nine o'clock or so. So, just um, but you know, I love doing it. I think that's the important thing. If if anyone is thinking about it, um, you have to realize, um, it's it's you have to go all in. You know, it's something you really have to love to do because right. there are times when, especially when you get to the holidays and you're you're packaging stuff and it's, you know, approaching midnight and you still got some more to do. It's like, yeah, you know, I have more to do, but yeah, man, I, I just love, love selling, love the, um, the toys and, you know, knowing that, okay, someone's getting this, who's, you know, really right. wants it, is looking for it. Just kind of, you know, it's a little bit of a thrill that, yeah. Well, know, I mean, and, and I can vouch for that because not only have you been a sponsor for the site for so long, which we appreciate, um, supporting us, um, but you know, as a customer, as somebody that buys stuff from time to time, um, outside our sponsorship or sends people to you guys, I've never had, I've had a bad interaction. I've never had, I mean, shipping's fast. Um, communication's great. So anybody out there that's looking for, 
you know, consistency and new stuff, um, I always, you know, throw out, you know, the links or, and, and check in with you. Cause I know that you also go to shows. So I know that, oh, yeah. you know, the inventory yeah. that you have in the store or on the website doesn't, and this has happened a couple of times where I was looking for something, um, doesn't always reflect what you have for your show inventory. Um, Correct. so, yeah. you know, I always tell people like, if they're looking for stuff, hit you up, like, let's see. Um, do you want to tell everybody where the physical store is so they can, um, visit yeah. you? So we're, we're located in the city of orange. Our address is 540 West Catella Avenue in Orange, California. And if you're not familiar with Orange, where exactly is, we're right next to uh, Anaheim. Um, if you kept driving down Catella, you'd, you'd hit the the, the mouse uh, place. You know, Disneyland <laughs> is, a, is a few miles from here. So, yeah, you know what? Maybe when, when, it's, when it all opens up again, mm-hmm. um, you're traveling to Disneyland somewhere, you know, you can stop by. Um, yeah, we're about three, four miles down the street from uh, Disneyland. So, stop by on your way in. Because this yeah, way, yeah. like you spend your money up front, so this way they don't get you in Disneyland. Um, exactly. But I can honestly say, like I've sent when you opened and you sent those first initial pictures out, um, you put them out on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere. Um, I showed people pictures, like I showed Bill, I showed a few of my friends, and I threw a couple out on Facebook and Instagram. I reshared them, and it was like, this looks like the place that dreams are made. Like, it's just like, it, it reminded me of those old, you know, Toys R Us, Child Worlds, KB, like those stores where you walked in and just everything was there. It was like that, that, um, they've got the pictures of like the Star Wars of the GI Joe with the kid in front of it. Your wall of Marvel and DC toys reminds me of that. So if you're looking for a place to go and see that too, um, it's, it's, it's a, a store of wonder, um. I I would like to visit at some point when I, when I actually have more time than just San Diego to be in California. Um, I'd love to come and visit. um, That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have you here. And like you said, you know, I've I've had people come in who just, just, you know, their mouths are open. They're just used to shopping at, uh, you know, your local target or something where you just, I mean, you know, target can have a fair amount of star Wars or Marvel legends, but But not like, you know, some some pops and whatever, but they are like, Oh my gosh. You know, they just, they're just kind of in awe. It's like, wow, I didn't know they had stores like this. I said, yeah, there's there's a few of us out there. Yeah, well, you're one of the good yeah. ones. So, thank I you so much. It. I, I, it was great. It, we we're at about an hour, so okay. Um, we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, don't forget to visit uh, Mike's Toys and Stuff uh, dot yeah. com uh, for your needs. Uh, I will put out links in the bio um, in the post. I'm always sharing his stuff. So if you check out our Instagram, whenever he gets new stuff in, I try to share that out through all of our socials. Um, thanks Mike. Thanks for coming on. Okay. It was great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!